Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. We're nowhere near the end. The best is ready to begin. Oh, oh, as long as we got each other, we got the world spinning right in our hands, baby. You and me, we gotta be the luckiest dreamers. Never quit dreaming as long as we keep on living. Anything that comes our way, baby, rain or shine, all the time. We have each other, sharing the laughter and love. Okay, welcome to this episode of Growing Pains. I'm your host, Kate Flick. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Hmm, growing pains. That I was like, why is this random? Is that 80s or 90s? Must be 80s TV show. Uh, why is that intro in my mind right now? And I honestly had to Google like the lyrics, obviously, or Google it, not Google it. I had to Spotify it. And I just made the connection now, growing pains. And you know what? <laughs> Maybe this is why this song came into my head because I feel like I'm collectively we're going through definite energetic growing pains right now all the actually not just energetic we're just going we're going through it I feel like right now uh and this week do I say this every week probably (laughs) I know I do but boy oh boy last couple of days yeah I've been feeling feeling the energies so I guess that this song for spiritual karaoke today if this is your first episode welcome and I like to start every episode with a song that pops into my head and I like to poorly sing it. So hopefully I didn't hurt your ears too much, but the nostalgia, like, are you, is anybody like me? I am just craving nostalgia lately, like so much, like it's all I want to look at on Instagram. I'm like, okay, hold yourself back from reposting everything from like the eighties and nineties. And I think it's because just what's going on the within the collective right now in the world, I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of polarity. And I feel like a lot of us are just searching for that sense of safety and security and stability. And thinking back to the 80s and 90s, like those simpler times, you know, a lot of our childhood, if you're around the same age as me, but it's just, I don't know, the nostalgia just makes me feel so comforted. Are you the same way? (laughs) Anytime I see these things from my childhood, my youth, it just, I don't know, it warms my heart. It makes me feel good. You know what? I was actually thinking about this after the inner child podcast, the last couple of 
inner child podcast that I have done. And I was thinking I should have added that for a way to connect with your inner child is just, you know, going through old photo albums, finding Instagram accounts with nostalgic things. And that can bring you back to your childhood and like connecting with the past versions of yourself, you know, at different ages. And anyway, I think it could be very healing and I feel like it's been healing for me. So anyhow, if you're into the nostalgia lately, let me know. Okay. So before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind everybody that there is still a chance to sign up for my Reiki training. The live, the first live call is going to be this coming Sunday. And so I have had a few people reach out and wonder, is it too late? Because there is pre-recorded content. You could show up without having done any of the pre-recorded content. You know, I do say that I, I, I would say that there are a few areas you might want to familiarize yourself with in advance, but you're never going to be put on the spot. I walk you through everything. The live classes are mainly about the experiences and the, the attunements. So it's not really necessary to be done all the pre-recorded modules. Well, it definitely isn't necessary. Some people like to, because they want to have that understanding going in. They want to know the history of Reiki, but that's not required going into the live classes. So if you do have any questions about that, let me know. You can join last minute. Um, there's still a few spaces left. So let me know if that's of interest. I'll put the links in the show notes and you could start learning, you know, this release is on Friday. So if you wanted to watch a few of the videos, I could tell you which videos you might want to familiarize yourself with. And a lot of the videos are very, it's all very bite-sized, five minutes, three minutes. So you can kind of check those off, get through it. It's not like these hour long lectures. I think there could be a couple of videos that are 20 minutes or 30 minutes, but for the most part, it's five minutes, seven minutes. So you can kind of put it on while you're you know, making the kids lunch in the morning, or when you're going for a walk, you could get through a few or just doing housework, like chores around the house. That's how I get through a lot of my courses and content is I'm, I like to be learning when I'm doing things <laughs> because it actually motivates me to do things because I need to be moving. So it's really convenient in that way that you can learn on your own schedule and on your own agenda. So let me know if you have any questions. Uh, I'm super excited for this weekend. I just love introducing people to this energy. It's one of my favorite things because it changed my life. So I hope to see some of you in class and I'm excited to meet all the new students. Okay, so for today's episode, I am going to be talking about things that I do on the daily, for the most part on the daily, to support my physical body, to support me on the healing and spiritual path. Because oftentimes if you're on a spiritual path, it is very easy to want to spend all your time you know, up in the clouds and the higher dimensions, meditating and connecting and all the good things. But we have to realize that we chose to incarnate on earth in this lifetime. We have a physical body and we need to take care of this physical body. And especially if you are doing this work, if you are doing perhaps energy work or healing work, you even not that you need to take care of your body even more, but it, 
it really needs to be prioritized because it has such an impact. Your physical health will have an impact on your spiritual health, your spiritual development. So I think it's important to prioritize taking care of your body every day in little ways. It doesn't have to be these crazy things, but just incorporating certain rituals and routines um, can really help to support your physical container because you chose to have a meat suit in this incarnation and you best be taking care of that meat suit. Okay, that's kind of gross. Um, okay, let's get into it. Let's get into the things that I try to do on the daily to take care of my physical body being someone on the healing and spiritual path. So number one, my morning drinks. My morning drinks are very important to me. And if you are on my Instagram, if you follow my stories, you will see a lot of repetition. I do not change it up. It happens every single day. It would be very rare. The only times it doesn't happen um, would be if I am away on a trip away from my home. And in the past, I have taken supplies with me, but lately I've just been, you know, feeling it's a bit too complicated. So I skip, I skip my lemon drink, but I always find my matcha. Don't worry at Starbucks, but my morning drinks are important. So when I get up in the morning, first thing I do actually is drink from my water bottle. I have my water bottle. Oh, I have a take ya, take ya. I should, I'll try to put it in the show notes. You can get them at Costco. I got mine at this one at Amazon, my last one I lost, even though I had a sticker on it with my name on it, Flick and my phone number, I left it when I was coaching basketball and the next day I came and it was disappeared, it's gone. And I love that freaking water bottle. Anyway, it's a 40 ounce. I really want the big one, like the 40 ounce water bottle. And I just love the take yards because of the top, like for drinking. And don't get me on the Stanleys, I'm not ever, you may be a Stanley fan. I'm not even going to go there just because of, okay, this is weird, but the sucking action of like the straw, I feel like that can, not, not that it's wrinkles. I mean, I have a ton of them, but I don't want to, uh, what's the word? I don't want to encourage any more wrinkles and like always sucking on like that type of straw where you need suction. I, I assume you need suction, some suction there. Like I don't, that you really have to like purse your lips. I could be wrong. Stanley people don't come for me. <laughs> Who are the people that I always, oh yeah, I didn't want the Beyonce people to come for me. I don't want the Stanley people to come for me. I know, I know it's very popular water bottle, but I, just because of the straw, I'm not going to entertain that as well for me, the straw. I just, I want to be able to throw my water in my bag. And I like the take out because it's a really small spout, but you can, you can twist it closed and then leave it open and you don't have to, I don't know. My daughter has a hydro flask and she has to like, it's like a wide mouth and you have to like on uh screw it. And then it's, you can't just leave it on done because it could just tip over. I don't know. I guess mine could tip over too. It's hard to explain. I wish this was on video, but I just have found it's the best, the, the takeouts are the best. They keep things really cold. And I used to love that. Although now I only drink room temperature water, which is another, which is another story, which I may get into in a second, but okay, brain, let's slow down here. Let's go back. Let's go back to the original thing. We're talking about water 
And then we were talking about the takeouts. Oh yes. For people who shop at Costco, sometimes you can get two of the 40 ounces and they'll have two different colors. I got a black one and a silver one years ago. My husband still has his because he didn't lose his. And I forget how much it was like very, I don't know. I don't even think it was $40 for two of them. And then I lost it and I had to, I looked online, I think at Costco, I couldn't find it. And I went to winners and they actually have had take randomly there, but they're usually like 30 ounces. I really am, <laughs> I'm really particular. I want the 40 ouncer. So I ordered it on Amazon. It was a lot more expensive. I can't remember. I'll put the link in the show notes just to, from Amazon to show you what water bottle I'm talking about, but you can find can find them at Costco sometimes. And then after I bought this a few weeks later, I don't, I don't go into winners very often anymore. I used to, okay, I digress. I can tell I didn't, I didn't take my sup, my focus supplements today and it's showing. I'll talk, I'm going to talk about those actually, but (laughs) I went into winners randomly after I'd gotten the water bottle and there was a freaking 40 ouncer right there. And I wanted to buy it and I held myself back to have a backup, but I know that collecting water bottles can become a thing. So anyway, I held myself back. So where did, how did I even get here? So morning routine, water right away. And then I take my happy body MSM. And these are basically sulfur crystals. And I started taking them a long time ago and then I stopped for a period of time, but I am back on the kick now. And they are supposed to be good for pain and inflammation, for cellular detoxification. Uh, They're supposed to be really good for your hair and your skin and for your digestion. Like if you have any issues with leaky gut or anything like that and helping you absorb the proper nutrients um, and vitamins like from your food. It's supposed to help with that and help with your joint health. There's like a whole list of benefits. So I try to take those in the morning and you have to take them away from any other supplements. So when I get up, usually I get up most mornings at five, unless I've talked about this recently, I've been honoring, trying to honor my body and sleep in sometimes. But for the most part, I get up at five and then I take those right away so that I know, you know, it'll, it's bright and early so I can take my other supplements later without any interference. So after that, I will usually go for a walk with my husband and it's usually about maybe 40 minutes or so, the walk 40 to 45 minutes. And then we will come back and then I will oftentimes do either weights or some somatic exercises. And I do my somatic exercises from the workout, which is free your hips program, 30 day free your hips. I think it's what it, what it's called. I'll put that in the show notes and her exercises are just so gentle and they help my body drop into parasympathetic and just feel really good, um, for my body. And I find I've been doing that a lot more lately than the weights doing the weights has been, uh, not as much. And I feel like I need to get into that more to build more strength because I know that is important, especially as you age, but I'm just trying to listen to my body and do what feels supportive for myself. Um, day by day, I don't really like to plan my exercise in advance. I'm trying to just kind of 
listen to my body and give it what it feels like it needs on that particular day. After that, I will join my husband. It's usually around quarter to seven by this point, And we do a breathing exercise together, some breath work. And lately we've been doing the Wim Hof breathing and it is super simple. It involves breathing in through the mouth and then out through the mouth. You can also do it in through the nose, out through the mouth. Whenever I teach breath work, when I took my breath worker, breath worker, when I took my breath work teacher training, I was trained in pranayama, which is nostril breathing, nostril based breathing, not super hot. I just like it warm. <laughs> and I put two droppers fill, full of chlorophyll into the water and chlorophyll, you know, it's what makes it green. It's what makes plants green. And it's apparently really good for your overall health. It is said to help with prevent cancer, be a detoxifier. Um, so I, I put that in and then I put about a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. The, I usually get Bragg's organic with the mother. And that's said to help with digestion, blood sugar balance, um, metabolism. And it's funny because I, I just crave this drink now and I don't, it's like, I do it for the taste now because I, I don't even do it for the, I guess I do it for the benefits subconsciously, but I just crave it. I crave it every single morning. And sorry, also I put a pinch of sea salt in there to help kind of balance your electrolytes. And am I missing anything? I think that I said the lemon, right? And that's good for your digestion as well. Um, very high in vitamin C. So it's good for your immunity, good for your immune system, especially if you're going into kind of cold and flu season, you want to get that vitamin C up. So I just, it just feels good for my, for me to drink this every day. I feel it's very supportive and I literally crave it. And I was drinking it. I've been drinking this for years. And then in the last year or so, my husband started just drinking it too. I don't know if he just said, can you make me one or what happened? But now it's funny. He makes, for the most part, he makes mine in the, in the morning for me. And then I usually make his on the weekends, but he makes one for him and one for me. And he takes his on the way to work. And then I'll have mine kind of whenever I'm doing up the kids' lunches and breakfast and doing the morning routine. And now my husband is pretty much obsessed with it as well. I think he is, he craves it as well. You'll have to let me know if you drink something similar or if you start drinking this and you find yourself really wanting it. And I've tried it before without the ACV. And I was like, oh, this is missing something. And I know some people are probably disgusted by apple cider vinegar, but I don't know. I crave it. Oh yes. You need to make sure you use a straw. So I have like a stainless steel straw that I drink out of just to protect the enamel of your teeth. And after I drink it, I do try to swish my mouth with water. And I was talking to the dentist about it and she said, it's best not to brush your teeth for 30 minutes after drinking it, because I guess it can, you could kind of move it around and get it on your teeth. Sorry. I think it was the dental hygienist who told me that not the dentist. But yeah, anyway, let me know if you try that out. And yes, I know I do. I'm not, a, I'm a straw hypocrite. <laughs> I'm using the straw, but I'm not, it's not one of those suctiony straws and I'm not like super pursing my lips. I'm just kind of 
<laughs> just like gently sucking uh, the liquid out of the straw uh, as not to um, form too many extra wrinkles around the old mouth. I don't really want any more. Thank you. <laughs> and while we're on the topic of hydration, I should mention that I drink Element every day, which is an electrolyte blend. And I'm sure there are lots of good blends on the market. I like this one because it's not full of junk and sugar and it tastes freaking amazing. That's one of the main reasons why I love it. And I know I've mentioned this before. I know I've mentioned a lot of these things before, but this episode is basically just highlighting all the things that I do on the daily um, and why you know, I do these little habits or routines or why I drink these things to support my overall health and well-being. And I drink Element for different reasons. One is because I'm going in the sauna most days and two is, well, as I said, it tastes really good, but I feel like someone working with energy. I don't know. I just, I receive this guidance often that I need to up my hydration and Element allows me to do that. And if you're just drinking water all the time, I just don't, for me personally, I don't feel like I'm retaining the hydration as much. So this really helps me stay hydrated and it tastes so good that I, it's, it's a habit that is definitely very easy to maintain. So that is something that I'm drinking usually throughout the day. I usually have one, some days I have two, just depending on the weather or my mood or my activity level. And I just kind of go with what my body wants uh, day to day. So next, the next thing that I do to support my physical body is drink matcha. <laughs> and it, it supports me in many different ways because Maybe this isn't actually my physical body. I guess it's not. It's a combination of supporting me mentally and physically. Physically, there is a component, EGCG, that is supposed to reduce inflammation and you know, help with your metabolism. So that's your physical body. <laughs> and they're also catechin. I think they're called catechins. I don't know how to pronounce that, but they're high in antioxidants and they help with cancer prevention and they're high in antioxidants. Um, but what I really, well, the reason I drink matcha is because it tastes freaking amazing. And I know some people think it tastes like grass, but if you, you can get really poor quality matcha, be sure that your matcha is not cooking grade and you'll know it's cooking grade. You can tell it looks kind of brownish and the color just is not bright green. I like dough matcha. There are lots of different good matcha brands. I like to get organic because I used to sell tea. <laughs> I used to to sell tea from steeped tea and I was very into matcha and I had I stopped selling it because they didn't have organic and I did the research on it and it's just because matcha is ground green tea leaves there they did a lot of testing there's a lot of pesticides found on them so if you're not using organic I don't know I just didn't feel comfortable drinking matcha anymore because I was drinking it too for the cancer prevention benefits and 
I just wanted to make sure I was drinking organic. So I drink doe matcha now. I think that's how it's pronounced. And I can put their link. I get it on Amazon. I have it on subscribe and save, but there are lots of really good organic, I'm sure, um, varieties around. This is just convenient for me. And I really think it tastes amazing. But yeah, go for organic and try to get a higher grade. I Apparently, ceremonial is the bomb and it's a lot more expensive. I don't think I've even tried ceremonial, but the organic domacho works for me. So for now, I'm going to stick with that. But the main reason, other than for me, it tastes, I think it tastes amazing in a latte is the L-theanine. And L-theanine is an amino acid and it is good for stress and anxiety it can boost your mood and it's really good for focus and i learned about this when i used to sell tea i think this is where i learned about it is that japanese zen buddhist monks used to drink matcha before they would do their these long like hour like hours and hours of meditation where they would have to be calm yet focused at the same time and alert. And so they would drink matcha because it really improves your focus, but without all the jitters. And so when I gave up coffee because it was making me super anxious and jittery, I substituted it with matcha. And I was so, so, so sad to give up my coffee. Believe me, I was, but the matcha has been such a freaking game changer it just, I do notice the difference. It does help with my focus and it's calming. It doesn't make me jittery at all. And I think now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure I've read before. You'll have to go, I could Google it now, I guess, but there's, I feel like L-theanine is, uh, something that is recommended for people who are neurodivergent, who have ADHD, who have issues focusing. So yeah, if you struggle with that, you can, start, you know, try matcha incorporated into your daily routine. But if you hate the taste of matcha, there are L-theanine supplements. So you might want to try that out as well. So for me, the matcha really supports my mind, but it does support my body as well. It helps with inflammation. And there is some research around EGCG and I think even L-theanine being anti-cancer and anti-tumor. So you may want to look into that, but I'm obsessed. <laughs> I am obsessed. I have heard some things around adding milk to your matcha. Just minimize, it minimizes the benefits, which is really sad. And I was looking because I heard that in passing and I looked into that just before this episode, I Googled it and it said that the casein in dairy milk binds to the cat catechins which are high in antioxidants. And then, so the dairy milk, the casein, sorry, from the dairy milk basically blocks the absorption of these catechins. Again, you can do your own research on that, but this article actually said that nut milks are fine, like that they don't block any of the benefits. And I drink mine with cashew milk and some coconut butter and some stevia. And I know there's some talk about stevia being bad, but you got to live a little people. <laughs> also, I know that these commercial nut milks are bad as well. Actually, <laughs> this just reminds me, I got to get my nut milk bag out. That sounds so, I don't know why that sounds so wrong on so many levels, but I have a nut milk bag and <laughs> you just basically use it to, 
you 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 put your nut like say almonds and water and some sea salt and a little vanilla for instance in a blender a really good blender you could put a little maple syrup as well if you like it sweetened whirl that all up and then pour it through this nut milk bag and then you squeeze it and and basically okay I'm I'm seeing this image of basically squeezing the nut milk bag like an udder but it is similar it kind of is I haven't done this in a long time but I feel like I need to but then you're making a nut milk that doesn't have all the crap that are in the commercial brands but being honest I I use silk unsweetened cashew milk but I might have to pull out the trusty old nut milk bag Get back into my little house in the prairie days. Um, okay, where were we? So we finished. We're, we're getting through my morning here with all my drinks. I'm a very beveragey person. I've mentioned that before on here. So drinking the matcha. And for me, it's just such a ritual. I love it. I look forward to it. Every night I'm thinking about my matcha in the morning. It just makes me happy. It makes me very, very happy. So then at this point, I will usually take some more supplements. And lately I've been taking supplements recommended by Dr. Charlie. If anybody is a follower of him, I found him on Instagram. He is a freaking wealth of information and I actually am in his membership. There's just so much information, any health related issues. If you've had if you're really finding that you're not getting answers with conventional medicine and you're pulling your hair out and you're just frustrated with a health issue, highly recommend his work, highly recommend his membership, hashtag not sponsored, but go to it just to get a, a glimpse, go to his stories. And he has these question boxes where people ask their health questions and he recommends supplements, a lot of information for ADHD, autism, like neurodivergence, things around parasites, all, all sorts of health health issues. So I've been taking, uh, his supplements in Spiracel and Calms, K-A-L-M-Z. And they're just, I, I really am finding that they are supportive and helpful. And with the Inspiracel, it's great for anybody who might have ADHD, autism. There's lots of, uh, people in the group who have, have, you know, children who are nonverbal and are taking this in Spiracel and like speaking and doing all these things. And he would say that methylation, I, I have to keep the, I could go on and on about him and his work and talking about the correlations with methylation and a lot of these issues and the MTFHR gene, if you're familiar with that, but we won't get into that today. If you're interested in his work, I'll see if I can link his Instagram below here. Uh, he's a wealth of information for supporting your body. And he's been really helpful uh, to me and my family. So I take his supplements as well as I take a magnesium supplement, my magnesium by glycinate. I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's B-I-S glycinate. Biz glycinate. I, I think it's by glycinate. Somebody correct me here. Oh, guess what? I found... <laughs> I, di I digress. The dissociate versus disassociate. Because remember from last episode, I anyway, I've always, for a period of time, I was always saying dissociated when I'm talking about dissociation. But then I heard somebody say disassociate. So I'm like, am I saying this wrong? And so I looked it up after the podcast episode and you they both have the same or similar meaning. It's dissociate though is used 
in psychology. It's, it's more specifically, a, they both mean, I think kind of like leaving the body, like your mind, leaving the body when you dissociate, like, I don't know what the exact definition is, but the dissociate is more the psychology term. So they're both meaning the same thing, but the word I think I was looking for was dissociate. So I was right in the beginning. And then I, (laughs) then I started saying both indiscriminately. So now I know. So I like the magnesium biglycinate or BIS glycinate. And I think I use, it's a purple, gosh, I'll try to put in the show notes. I think I got it at the root cellar in Charlottetown. I think you can also get it on Amazon. And I like this uh, form of magnesium. There are lots of forms, but this one is really, uh, has a high absorbability. Is that a word? (laughs) And it's more bioavailable even more than just the magnesium, to my knowledge, magnesium glycinate. And so it's really supportive for stress and anxiety for sleep. If you're somebody who has migraines or headaches, I've heard that it can be really helpful for that, like leg cramps. It's magnesium is just a supplement that can help with so much. I feel like everybody should be taking, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not prescribing this. Everyone could, if they were interested in improving their health, take a magnesium supplement because our soil is not, you know, our farming practices are not the same as they once were. The soil is very stripped of a lot of minerals and nutrients. And we used to get a lot of magnesium from the food that we eat, but because our soil is so depleted, we are not getting that magnesium. And a lot of us are magnesium deficient. I think they say that 75% of the population is magnesium deficient, which is pretty crazy. And it can help with just so many health issues because all of our organs of the body need magnesium. So if you're struggling with your mental health, with sleep, even again, your physical body, leg cramps, headaches, try out a magnesium supplement. Obviously consult your doctor, naturopathic doctor. I am holistic health coach. I went through training for that, but I can't prescribe anything obviously. (laughs) And I don't even think I can recommend supplements, but I'm just sharing my personal experience and sharing information about magnesium with you today. So you can do your own research and talk to your own physician or naturopathic doctor. So another thing I try to do during the day, which I find that has been harder lately is get out for another walk. And just, even if it's a really short one, and I did do that today and I was reminded that, okay, I need to make this priority. I used to, but lately I've been like, oh, I'm too busy for this. I have too much work to do. But today I just went out for 15 minutes and I went out without my headphones and I just observed nature, observed my body movements and asked my guides for guidance. And it was just a really peaceful time to connect with my body, connect with my guides and just open myself up to receive guidance. And I did receive inspiration and it only took 15 minutes out of my day, which I probably would have spent scrolling anyway. So I just feel like it's so good for shifting your energy, shifting your mood, and even 
increasing your creativity. It definitely helps with that, but also even just, it's obviously so important to be moving your body and not being sedentary. You know, as if you can incorporate little bits of exercise into your day, it is so, so important. And while we're talking about walking, like I know that everybody doesn't have the ability to go for a walk during the day because of their job, but just even getting up more from your desk. And if, if you can, if you have a desk desk job and trying to walk more places or going for a walk on your break, instead of sitting down for coffee, going for a walk on your lunch break. I know my husband and I always go for walks on our kids or sorry, during our kids sporting practices. And that's a time for us to connect move our bodies and it's just become our habit and our routine that if they have a sporting practice that we're if we can if our schedules allow we're both going together and walking and that's kind of like we don't go out on dates a lot but we are having these dates all the time because we're always walking we're always talking and so it's benefiting our physical bodies but also giving us a chance to connect and I find that it's easier to talk to people for me when I'm walking. Like I hate talking on the phone, but if I'm talking on the phone, I'm pacing. Like if somebody, if I have to have a phone call, I'm going to be putting in my earphones and going for a walk around the neighborhood while I'm on this phone call, if I can, because for me, for whatever reason, I need to be in movement. But I do find, I feel like I've heard this somewhere before that people, you know, when you're walking or going for a run with some, somebody, it's like people tend to have more I don't know, intimate conversations that they go deeper when their bodies are in movement. I don't know if there's any research to support that, but it's just what I've observed. And I feel like I've heard that somewhere before, but yes, walking is such an important like form of exercise for me. I used to run back in the day and I just find this is so gentle. I can do it anytime. It's cheap. You just need a good pair of shoes And I love that I can just fit it into the cracks of my life, like during an appointment or, you know, I drop my girls off at the orthodontist. I always just have a podcast like, and I use podcasts a lot of times as a treat, like, oh, I get to listen to this podcast. Podcasts are actually my form of body doubling (laughs) with ADHD. A lot of people need a body double, somebody else doing something for you to do it. (laughs) And my husband's has to body double a lot of stuff for me, for me to have like the internal motivation to do a lot of things. It's like for him, I'll just, he does the breath work and I just join him every day. And which is so helpful that he has some of these routines. Cause I'm just like, okay, you're doing it. I'm doing it. But I use podcasts as a way to body double. I use them all the time to get anything done around the house because they act almost as a body double. It feels like somebody's with me. So, and that helps me with my executive function and getting things done. I digress. (laughs) So walking is a super important part of my life. It's where I've had so many realizations, um, spiritual realizations, inspirations, Um, it's where I reflect. And also when I'm listening to a podcast, it's where I learn. So it's supporting my physical body, but also my mental health as well. And yeah, it's a non-negotiable for me that I need to go for a walk a day, but I usually end up going for sometimes three or four walks a day. So it really depends. Okay. So now I'm making it to my evening and 
pretty much every night I am going to be getting into the infrared sauna and I am so grateful that we have a sauna. I know it's such a privilege to have one. I think I mentioned before how we got the sauna is after I had cancer. I had critical illness insurance, which I received $10,000 for, and I put part of that money towards buying a clear light infrared sauna. And it was honestly one of the best investments I've ever made. And again, my husband was hesitant. I think I talked about this before, but he is obsessed. <laughs> it is, it is, I think it sparked, it was a huge catalyst for him to become healthier. And it really changed. I, I know I've talked about this before, but you'll have to listen to me again <laughs> for the people who haven't heard this, but it changed our whole nightly routine, you know, especially when the kids were younger, we'd put them to bed and we used to watch TV and like eat all these snacks. And then we started, when we got the infrared sauna, we put the kids to get, can't speak, words are hard. We put the kids to bed and then we would go in the sauna and that would be our nightly routine. So we weren't just watching TV, eating chips and going to bed. And so it set up a really good bedtime routine. And my husband really noticed how much his sleep improved when he started going in the infrared sauna. And so I, I really wanted it because again, I had cancer. I really wanted to focus on cancer prevention, detoxification, and the infrared saunas have so many health benefits. So yeah, we, we invested in one and again, absolute game changer. They are also supportive for people's heart health. They're great. If you have sore muscles, if you've been working out a lot, it's really good for muscle recovery. They're really good to get your blood circulating. And I've also heard they help with lymph flow. And that's something I was struggling with because I had lymph nodes removed. I would have, you know, I had to go to a specialist about lymphedema and I don't know that I like lymphedema is on a spectrum and there's, if you Google lymphedema, you will see it's not a very comfortable condition. It can be very awful actually. And I'm like at the very lowest on the spectrum. I used to wear compression stockings and used to be in a lot more pain. And honestly, I think it's a combination of things, but it's, you know, I noticed that my leg is more swollen, my left leg than my right leg, but it's not impactful in my daily life at all anymore. And again, I, because I don't drink alcohol, that's apparently alcohol because your body's working so hard to detox from the alcohol, then it can impact, um, your body's lymph flow. So taking it with alcohol definitely helped, but I think that the infrared sauna actually really does help, which is a bit counterintuitive because heat can make your legs swell. But whatever it is with the infrared sauna, I put my legs up in the sauna and I feel like it helps with my swelling and it helps with my lymph flow. So that's been really supportive. It can help with chronic pain. Um, again, like relaxation, it can really help you drop into the parasympathetic. And I've heard it really helps with immunity and fighting off co like colds and flus. And we haven't been, knock on wood, since we've had this and we've had this how many years gosh like six or seven years maybe seven or eight i'm terrible with time we've had it for quite a while and we both noticed that we 
our, our immunity is good. Although we both did eventually get COVID, but I just feel like since we've had the sauna, it's really been, we, we don't get a lot of cold and flu, um, or have any of those symptoms. And if you do start to get symptoms, we find if you go in the sauna, it almost knocks it out. I feel like it would shorten the duration. It's also supposed to be really good for dementia and Alzheimer's and really reducing your risk of developing some of those, uh, you know, cognition based diseases. So we absolutely love ours. I highly recommend clear light hashtag not sponsored. Although I've sold quite a few clear light saunas because I'm, I am a five one in human design, the one being the investigator. So I reach research the absolute crap out of everything. And a lot of people know that. And so I researched, I think for almost a year on what sauna to get. And I went with clear light. And again, I think I talked about this in some podcast episode, but you just have to be aware that the, just about the EMFs, um, what the EMF kind of rating, I think that's what it's called is like how, if they're low EMFs, that's what you're looking for with your sauna. And also that there's no off gassing of the woods and just like toxic glues used. So if you buy some of these saunas at like in Canada, like Canadian tire Costco, I don't know. I've read some kind of shady things about some of these saunas and you're a lot of people get a sauna for health benefits, but you don't realize that you, you know, they may be, there may be some substances used in the construction of your sauna that are not having a good effect on your health. So that's just something to be aware of. But yes, I'm a super big fan of the clear light and their infrared, the actual heaters have a lifetime warranty. So that's pretty amazing. And we haven't had any issues with ours and we've moved, we've disassembled it and then reassembled it with no issue. So yeah, big fan of our sauna. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is how we support our sleep. So I try to go to bed early every day, try to stay in a sleep schedule. Although I have mentioned that I've been going off that and sleeping in sometimes, but for the longest time, I would try to go to bed at around the same time and even wake up at five, um, on the weekends. But I have found in the summer that is harder to do. I find I'm staying up later because, you know, during the summer, because it's brighter and then getting up a bit later. So anyhow, trying to get back into our more regular routine and it's easier to go to bed earlier when it gets darker earlier, I find. But one thing that I like to wear at night are blue light blocking glasses. I just have a pair from Amazon and I just wear those to, well, block the blue light, <laughs> block the blue light because blue light can affect your circadian rhythm. It can affect your sleep. And so I try to keep all, like, I don't like to have a lot of bright lights on in the evenings. I just have a salt lamp on with just kind of that reddish glow. And I just don't want to be overstimulating um, myself in the evenings. I want to teach my body like, and, and signal to my body that it's preparing for sleep. I also wear an eye mask and I'm just very aware of any lights in our room. Like we used to have an alarm clock, but through my research, like any lights, even lights on fire alarms or 
carbon monoxide alarms, all those things, those little lights on electronics, those can actually interrupt your sleep. I need to get, I think you can get little, I'm sure you could just put black electrical tape on them. And I haven't done that, but I think you can get special little stickers online. But if you ever gone to a hotel and they have like the most blinding alarm clocks, it's like a freaking spotlight in your room. That's so bad for your sleep. So I, I use a sleep mask, so I don't have to worry about that as much. And, you know, blackout curtains are very important, but you want to have a super dark room. And in the morning I like, and I, I guess I could have said this earlier, but I like to try to expose my eyes to sunlight in the morning hours, because that also helps with regulating your circadian rhythm and feel like you need to start preparing for sleep earlier in the day, like just through that early morning light exposure that actually sets the stage for your sleep later in the day. And of course, limiting yourself to screen time before bed. And I used to be so good at that and I have slipped big time. So that's something I need to work on. But I used to put my phone away at least an hour before bed. And I found myself really slipping on that. I need to get back into my routine of just reading before bed and not scrolling because I know it has an impact on my sleep. It, it definitely, you know, even if you say, oh, I fall asleep so easily, you may not be getting the deeper sleep that you need, uh, the restorative sleep. So just something to be aware of. Something I also do every night before bed is I give myself Reiki. So I don't do a full session with hand positions. I used to do that in the beginning. Now I tend to just put a hand on my heart, a hand on my belly. I activate my symbols and maybe kind of recite the Reiki ideals, uh, set an intention. And I, I just channel Reiki to myself as I'm falling asleep. And this is just really a relaxing ritual for me. It prepares me for sleep. And I always just fall asleep in this way. And if I ever happen to wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, I find if that ever happens, then <laughs> your thoughts are racing and it's hard to get back to sleep. I just, again, start to channel Reiki to myself and it helps me fall asleep more quickly when I do that. So Reiki is very supportive for sleep and for deep sleep, but on the odd time that I do randomly wake up earlier than I want to, or in the middle of the night, I will turn on Reiki again and it helps me fall back to sleep, which is an amazing, it's an amazing tool to have in the toolbox to be able to help kind of settle your mind and your body uh, with this energy. All right. So those are some of the things, some of my non-negotiables that I incorporate into my daily life. They support me physically and mentally, and they've been a really important part of my healing journey and my spiritual journey. So if you have any questions about anything I talked about today, feel free to send me a DM or an email, but yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you here. Same place, same-ish time next week. Bye.